Thank you for tuning in to Coppin' with Comic. I'm Brian Coppin. We're here with comic Amanda Hunt. Amanda Hunt, how the hell are you? Oh my God, Brian, I'm doing amazing. It's great to hear your voice. It's great to have human contact, even virtually. Yes, yes. and that's so, I mean, it's, uh, there's nothing I'd rather do. Like, I don't, you know, I'm pretty much an introvert, so I don't talk that much in my normal life, but being able to talk to so many comedians that, you know, has me like a pig and shit. I'm so happy. Every word out of the mouth. Yeah, every every word out of the mouth is interesting or funny, and I know that I can bring, a jo- bring up a joke, maybe, and they'll get it, you know, even if it's a bad joke. So I love talking to people like Amanda Hunt. So, yeah, where can people see you do stand-up comedy normally in New York City? Are you also doing that show on Zoom or Instagram Live? And where can they find you online, like, you know, Sketch or social handles or your own website? Okay, so normally you can find me doing stand-up. And I would say uh, miscellaneous is probably the best description. (laughs) That's a a great club. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm like between hosting my own shows, which is very liberating. Like I feel like I've hosted my own show at a lot of different places and a lot of different iterations for years. And so right now I'm just a lucky guest on other people's shows. Yes. Um, I also do improv with UCB, which is now uh, like saying that I'm a ghost, I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's a really wild time to have like been on a ship that, totally sunk um, <laughs> but it, it sounds like they'll be back in some form they're just going to stop trying to foot the foot their own rent or whatever they might just be a ad hoc space on a, on a per hour basis or something yeah i mean we'll definitely see i was performing at subculture which is an amazing venue for improv and for stand-up and for cabaret um so i would be thrilled to be able to go back on that stage but now they have even more of a reason not to pay their comedians right I mean, honestly, <laughs> so, yeah, I have no idea if that's true. That's one of the only one of the, the the negatives that I've heard about the wonderful place. Oh, they don't know. Here's the thing that like gets really misconstrued there. It's not that they don't pay their comics. It's that their comics have to pay like, we, uh, like my teams rehearse. So we pay a coach, you know, so it's not just that we're not uh, getting paid. You're operating at a deficit, which certainly excludes a lot of the population from being able to participate um and i love it and it's my family uh (laughs) yeah yeah that's what that's the other good thing i hear oh this is a family where yeah and i I suppose it's the community that won't be present anymore but it's the community that people just remember so fondly it's not necessarily the institution but it was the institution that able you know was able to assemble these people that created you know all these memory memories and collaborative opportunities between comedians I feel like the community will outlive the institution personally uh, oh, okay. um, as somebody who's made more friends oh, yeah. through you, you know, like it's just like the most incredible network of people. Yeah. And I feel lucky to have ever been a part of it. And if it, if we never perform again under like two black and white glasses, uh, frame like lenses, then like, I'm still very happy that it. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like, yeah, you already built your kind of your community um, from that experience. And it's just sad that it's one less place for people, for new people to, to start and and find community. For sure. But yeah, Um, they can find you Amanda Hunt Comedy. I see you have AmandaHuntComedy.com. And I know I follow you on Twitter and you're Amanda Hunt and Kiss. That's fun. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you so much. I try to live my life like a Simpsons side character. Uh, <laughs> that's also my Instagram handle. And I've been doing, and this is a warning, I guess, like a trigger warning for comics. I've been doing like a lot of earnest material on Instagram. <laughs> that's so, the only way to trigger comedians if you're actually being <laughs> sincere. That's so funny. I, uh, I do a lot of like musical theater stuff on my Instagram. I try not to bring that into my life um, because I want to keep my friends. But... <laughs> Um, I started doing these videos and then I found out that my two-year-old nephew watches them and likes them. And so, oh. you know, like it's real, they're really for an audience of one, but I'm happy <laughs> for everyone to watch them. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so do you have to self-censor now or are you just telling your, uh, your relatives to get, get that person off of there? Um, no, no. I mean, it's just musical theater so, and oh. he's two, so it's not like he can read. So unless there's like a swear in a musical song, oh. um, he's he's fine to just listen to them but he really he really likes musicals and so that's like uh, a little speedy thing of his that's a nice way that you guys can connect yes yeah and he's in louisiana so like i can say that the times have kept us apart but like i never see that baby i would love to see him more but <laughs> <laughs> if i have to make videos for that adorable child i will I and I'll I'll send them to your Instagram if you want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want me to plug you to my family, I absolutely will. And that goes double for anybody who has cute things I can show my nephew. Yeah, well, I really just think yeah, there needs to be more cute kids and pets on everybody's Instagram. But in the I meantime, think. we'll look at your 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 comedy and is all the stuff on. And I'm on your Instagram right now. If I click on any particular video, is it going to be necessarily musical? Or is it just, I mean, is comedy the baseline? Just everything is funny and so certain of them are musical. Uh, no, they're like some, I mean, I'm working on some now that are more comedically based or like have a game for lack of a better word. Um, but most of those are just genuine and earnest. So like I said, oh, yeah, do that's not, do not click on them. Do not click on them if you are, if you are guarding your heart. I love that. And so, yeah, why the turn towards earnestness? Like I, like I had Tiffany Fireball on, I think she's, uh, I think she did improv or sketch and she did say that, you know, being earnest is one thing that kind of stuck out, stuck out like a sore thumb among, you know, male open, open mics or something. And so she turned, you know, earnestness into sketches, you know, she, she didn't owe, owe to her hair scrunchie, just the earnest love affair between a woman and her favorite scrunchie. And, um, so, oh, I mean, that's yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah, what's the turn? Um, I have turned, well, to like, I'm a musical theater person. Um, like I, that was my, that's my origin story. I came to New York with my tap shoes in hand. Came uh, to New York with her tap shoes in her hand. This is her origin story. I love that's it. That's right. And then instead of getting bitten by a cool bug or anything, I just like auditioned for five years and uh. got truly nowhere. And then I had a little vocal cord issue. So I had a couple surgeries. And then I was like, this life is not serving me. Uh, so I took like one improv class and was like, oh, I guess I could be funny. And that was, I'm not going to do the math uh, for anybody. I don't need anybody to count backwards. But let's just say I've been a comedian for quite some time wow. now. And I love, uh, that. I love the fact you're like, I could have been bitten by a cool bug. Instead, I auditioned for five years and got nowhere. That's priceless. <laughs> that honestly should be the title of my autobiography. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, um, so, you know, all that to say, now in these times, like there's this play called Moving um, and in it, there's a monologue where a woman talks about like her mom saying like everybody has to have a God, like everybody has something that they believe in and fall back oh. on hard. Like and for like a lot of people, it's comedy or like connection or something like that. And for me, I have found out that it, it 
at, even after all this time, it's musical theater. God damn it. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't get away from it. And not necessarily. I mean, is all musical theater comedy or no? Is there a musical theater drama? Oh, yeah. There's a lot. Like Les Mis is so sad. And oh, like, yeah. Um, okay. and, and Phantom of the Opera and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's it's, there are comedic elements in that. Um, yeah. But also, I will say, and I apologize to any Broadway people listening and also please cast me. Um, <laughs> comedy in musical theater is not the same as like real comedy. Like, it's rare that you'll see a musical and be like, genuinely, that was so funny. Like, that's why um, that's why shows like uh, Book of Mormon are so successful because it has hard jokes in a way that yeah. a lot of musicals don't have. Like, they're uh. funny and they're fun, but they're not like, like, there's not comedy the way that you think yeah. of it in, like TV or stand up or like improv or sketch. Yeah, I think Gaffigan on Comedians in Cars, like they said, there's a difference between stand-up laughs and like Broadway comedy laughs, I thought. And so it's just nice to know that there was one disruptor who came along, Book of Mormon, who was like, well, no, we're going to fucking put hard laughs in this bitch. (laughs) Yeah, a brave little engine that could the millionaires (laughs) who wrote South Park. (laughs) (laughs) But what also made that show specifically good and what made like Bigger, Longer, Non-Cut, their movie so good is like they do understand musical theater so they bring like a hard comedy background to like a genuine understanding of the art form um which like musicals are hard and they are interesting and dynamic and deep but they're just like their own thing you know i guess my question though is are you in love with musical theater or are you in love with musical theater comedy is it just musical theater generally musical theater generally and actually i prefer the sad ones and when i'm singing i do prefer that people are crying and hence the turn towards so how are you going to make people like as a performer if i if i fire up some of your your um igtv videos here on instagram Mm -hmm. like am i going to cry and what what do you do to pull uh pull the heartstrings of somebody so jaded who hasn't cried in years so i would say like these videos maybe a couple of them will make you cry but most of them are just nice um but the, in a musical, the reason somebody sings is because their emotions are too big for speech. <laughs> like they, they are like their heart is too full to speak anymore. And so some of it is like not everybody likes musical theater. And I personally believe it's because some people don't feel comfortable being that vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because it is very embarrassing to watch somebody burst into song <laughs> unless you're bought in. Um, but I would say like, I, when I am on stage, I make people cry. So I used to do a lot of cabaret. That was kind of like before I did comedy and after I stopped auditioning, I was like, cabaret? Like, is yeah. this a thing that I'll do? And it, it was for a little while. It's a lot of fun, but it's, it's not as, it's, you know, you got to try a little bit of everything in this life, I guess. And it's not going um, to make somebody cry, which is your, oh, your, your main goal, it seems. Trust me, I used to make them cry. So I used to set up sad songs with funny setups. So okay. I'd be like, oh, like, oh God, I wish I could think of a good example right now. Um, oh, like I sang like a sad song about like the night that Hillary Clinton lost um, the election. <laughs> and I set it up by being like, oh, I was like very drunk at a, at an election party because we all thought like, oh, things are going to work out great. And then um, things didn't work out. And I woke <laughs> up and I had written this journal entry that I don't remember writing which like is obviously just a joke yeah. <laughs> I always remember writing and 
Uh, and then I sang this song, Tell Her I Love Her, from uh-huh. Urine Town, which okay. is a very sad song in the show. Um, and let me tell you, there were dry eyes in the house, but there were also tears. And that's, and those are my people, is the people uh-huh. who, like, it's kind of like, you've got to let yourself accept that it's stupid that somebody's going to sing and then just lean into it. Like, okay. It's like a primal scream, but pretty. <laughs> when you're doing stand-up, are you talking about any of these things like dating or not? I mostly, I would say like my, my stand-up is mostly autobiographical. And even if like, it sounds like it starts observationally, like it usually ties back to something that's like very personal and close to me. Yeah. Um, I do a lot about my mom and I do a lot about musical theater, but it's not like I'm like in this musical, this thing happened. <laughs> was your, was your mom at all formative in your interest in musical theater? She likes them. Okay. My dad really loves musicals and they, wow. but they both, they like, we used to watch Fiddler on the Roof like all the time. Okay. Um, and we watched Oliver all the time and all Fiddler on the Roof is about, Jewish people getting like kicked out of their town and Oliver ends in a murder suicide. Like these are <laughs> dark, sad musicals. And my parents are like, pop them in. The kids got to see this every weekend. Oh my God. <laughs> so I think, I think like it's all, it all like ties in together to like having a very dark sense of humor yeah. uh, and approaching darkness with light. Yeah. And so, like, so I mean, Sarah Silverman had a thing on Comedians in Cars where she was talking about, you know, the inappropriate things that her parents would say. And so do you think, I mean, that that kind of um, openness with your uh, parents, it kind of pushed you to darker places. That Did you explore that with your comedy? Like, when you're talking about your mom, does she, uh, you know, do you kind of talk about the, the things that they exposed, to, exposed you to when you were young? Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom, my mom's favorite thing that she ever did is she left my brother and I a note. She used to like leave us notes while she was going off to run errands or whatever. And she, uh, she left us a note once that said like, remember, I'm probably the only person alive who would give you a kidney. Like, (laughs) and she is like, that's so funny. I'm the funniest person alive. When she thinks of that, she thinks that's like the greatest joke. Yes, it's pretty good. <laughs> I, it's very, it's very funny. But to leave that for your like preteens yes. is such a wild move. So I mean, both your parents were super kind of inappropriate with what they exposed you to young. But on the one hand, your dad exposed you to musical theater. On the other, your mom exposed you to comedy. And so it's pretty <laughs> much what a, what a Ma- Amanda Hunt is today. That is the truth. I am the full composite of those two people. Dude, I love it so much. And so we're going to stay tuned to Amanda Hunt. Amanda Hunt and Kiss on Twitter and Instagram. And when you want to see some earnest shit that's going to make you cry, we're going to fire up the Instagram. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Brian. Oh, cool. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs>